0: Guest product innovation and UX design with Bonanza Design. Hi everyone, Beirut here from Bonanza Design. Uh, we are a creative studio based in Berlin, Germany. And uh, today we are going to talk about the state of the art of NFT and Web3. This is not going to be a call about what is NFT of Web 3, so we assume that you have certain understanding about the topic. So we're not going to go through the basics. I, um, I will invite Arthur, uh, one of the most hands, hands-on hands guys that we work with at Monanza Design when it comes to our NFT projects um, as a consultant. So I'm going to have a conversation with him to catch up on the state of the uh, art of NFT and web three. So it's going to be a conversation We're going to talk about what's going on with the NFT, talk about what has happened, uh, cool project that has been worked on. Um, we are a, as I said, we are a creative studio based in Berlin. I talk about what we are doing and we are developing some NFT project in the back. We offer NFT arts and uh, NFT strategy work for brands that would like to create stickier and more engaging customer relationships using Web3. And I would love to go there actually, Um, Miami. Oh, interesting. Um, Yeah, so that's going to be the conversation today. We're gonna wait for a few minutes for everyone to join. um, And then we will kick it off. Um, And yeah, I'll talk about who are we, what we are doing. So you get a feel for um, our brands and our capabilities. And then we keep it up with Arthur. Um, and yeah, catch up on, on the state of the art of the space. What's happening? What are the new trends? What are the new moving uh, competitors? Um, cool projects, whatever that um, is exciting. Cool. So, um, about me, my name is Berat. I'm founder and CEO of Bonanza Designs, a creative studio based in Berlin, Germany. And yes, um, we are a creative studio. We do a lot of different things. We like to get involved in different things that creatively excite us. And so we introduced recently a new uh, branch to our um, studio. It's called NFT. We're still working on it and developing it further. We, couple of, we, have, we would like to introduce a couple of products and consults. Uh, businesses on their NFT strategy and um, NFT collection, if they're interested. So without further ado, I would like to um, bring up Arthur, our, our one of our long-term collaborators, and do a catch-up with him. It's going to be a catch-up between me and him. Um, Arthur, dear, let's come on up. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Where are you? Good. I'm
1: uh, currently in uh, Canary Islands. Kind nice. of uh, trying to escape the winter, the European winter.
0: Are you? Are you planning to stay long?
1: Yeah, we've been here for uh, almost two months. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Our plan is to stay sort of until April because uh, I'm here with uh, my girlfriend and some friends, and we are all uh, work remotely. So it was kinda of a nice opportunity to try and uh, experiment with, you know, with seasons.
0: Yeah, I see. So you have like a communal place. I would you have a communal place in canada island
1: well we rented an apartment and it's like a three uh three room apartment two bedrooms a living room and a little terrace that i'm sitting on right now uh just because there's the most light is in here and honestly like uh we came here and uh the rent especially with all the gas prices and heating prices back home it's uh the rent uh, turns out to be a bit cheaper here even how much
0: are paying you paying rent out of curiosity
1: it's uh, a twelve hundred euros, right? Split between uh,
0: four of us. So get that, out of here! That's yeah. cheap. That's dirt cheap. <laughs> that's kind of that's nothing. Yeah. Same thing in uh, same thing in Berlin. You've you got to be paying three thousand, two thousand five hundred at least. For it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Good for you. Stay there because there's nothing uh, <laughs> up in the north. I, I yeah. can tell you for 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 what? yeah for sure. Uh, you you made a really you, you made a really small decision. <laughs> All right, good to see you. Um, so, I don't want to talk about our project at Bonanza Exam because it's still like a, it's in the I don't want to like reveal it as soon as possible, like now. So, but I would like to touch base on what's going on with NFT and Web3. So, um, uh, I see that couple of movers like Nike introduced Swoosh uh, mm-hmm. platform, uh, which was basically again an NFT collection. I didn't see any difference there. Maybe mm-hmm. talk to me if, if you see if i yeah. didn't get it properly yeah i didn't me about the, the swoosh of... thing. Yeah,
1: yeah just the news in general sure um so I, I heard about the swoosh i didn't uh dig in too deep but as far as i understand it's going to be a marketplace of its own so i'm assuming they will try to so nike owns a brand called artifact uh for maybe someone in the audience who doesn't know an artifact was one of the first sort of um nft digital fashion uh, brands right and nike bought them pretty soon so it was a very cool exit very good exit for the founders because uh, the startup was active for maybe one and a half or two years and they got an exit for several billion dollars um and now uh, so artifact is a project so they don't have a marketplace but so i guess it made sense for nike to um create a marketplace of their own that's tailored for fashion because one of their projects goes that way. So a- another example of maybe how a marketplace like that could look like, I can there's a platform platform called DressX and that's essentially like ASOS for digital fashion, right? Uh, how <laughs> like how sustainable or how actually useful is going to be in the I guess we'll see in the coming years. But I guess if the platform exists and the creators are kind of creating continue creating these digital fashion items and there's people buying them. So I I guess there's something there. So Nike
0: hasn't... So so basically you bought a digital asset and there's no... That's all you got.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, and it's kind of funny to look at it. If you go through the website, you know there's like an accessory for $40. There's just like a virtual one. And the way it works, so I assume... Uh, it's an NFT. Yeah, it's an NFT, and there's like what So there's one. So I don't know about Dressx. I think maybe the the way it works on Dressx, I believe, is that you send them a picture of yours, and they equip it with a digital item. Because I imagine there has to be a good amount of like modification or manual work to kind of make it look good. Uh, but they definitely have their own AR apps. Uh, so something. I can see on the website here is called Meta Closet, right? So essentially, it's an AR filter that uh, where you can use these items and take stories or pictures for Instagram or whatnot. On one hand, you know it kind of makes sense because people do dress up mostly to show off on the internet, so w- why oh, not? Got
0: it. So, so so basically, you pay fifty bucks uh, for folks that I. I mean, I mean, you can you can go to the uh, website and see it. You get Uh one of these weird clothes and like they're collage it to your style and and pose and you can publish it online.
1: Exactly, that's the that's the idea.
0: Oh wow, okay, so that's sort of like a feed the whole influencer economy
1: by being different. Yep, yep, yep. So that's one. And and I guess if your favorite designer uh, switches to uh, like a digital fashion niche, right, then you wouldn't mind experimenting with that if you have spare cash lying around but some of these things are just ridiculous like uh, $500 for uh, some, some all over body suit right so but I guess we'll just see how uh, what place it takes in a couple of years
0: I mean I can definitely see that for example uh, Instagram influencers of like I don't know 100 thousand followers really looking up to get to the one million you know brackets was mm-hmm. like I really need to step up my game and like you know bring a new visual, like a a visual language, stimuli, yeah, yeah, stimuli. Because that's what I think the game of Instagramming and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, is is about. So I could see my, I could definitely see myself if that's my game to play is so that the end game is to like level up on uh, on these brackets and like get to the higher level. Really whatever see, grabs the attention, right? Yeah. Oh boy, that's
1: that's bunkers. So 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 I would uh, assume Nike is building out something similar, right? Uh, But I'll have to dig deeper. But that's that's one of the things. And uh, so that's like essentially what we're seeing now with all the market being so low and so down and all of that. That if a brand like Nike launches a platform in the midst of all of this carnage that's happening in the markets, um, I, I guess. That could serve as one of the indicators that some, at least some of this stuff is here to stay as well with NFTs. And that's what we also believe in. Like when, you know, well, when all the speculation is down, that's where all the other use cases are going to sort of blossom up. Right. And especially the stuff that we work on this side is with customer loyalty and brand Mm -hmm. marketing. So all those things. Right. So it's not monetary at all.
0: Yeah. I think so. I think that our bet, initial bet on the brand loyalty side of things is coming into fruition that, Hey, uh, NFT is not an expensive PNG or an expensive Instagram photo, so to, so to speak. So basically, yep. that's what it does. This whole like address X is like, okay, your Instagram profile sucks. Let us pimp it up with like. Scare like fucking ju- jewelry that you can attach to your image like okay mm-hmm. that's it right yep. so that's that's not where we are focusing the focus is how you can boost customer brand relationship in a meaningful way not mm-hmm. in a very like a m- 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 manic way of like that this attention economy is developing right now
1: yeah exactly and so just as an example so a couple last week uh I went back home. We had a little conference for students, in a sense. It was a few thousand people, mostly kind of students. It was like a business motivation conference for high schoolers and so on, right? So various companies came on and kind of gave their speeches and there was banks and yada, yada. And then we came up as well uh, and kind of spoke about the brand that we represent, which is like the street art, essentially kind of uh, brand is called Kiwi. And one of the tools that we're currently building and testing out um, and yeah, and we're building this tool behind the scenes because we also work with clients for various kind of creative projects. Mm-hmm. And so this whole NFT thing has brought a really new value add to the whole marketing game, right? Especially mm-hmm. not just rightly to brands, but if we work with marketing agencies, something new they can offer to their clients. So as an example, what I wanted to mention is during this conference, we had our speech and then the artist who I work with, he was on the stage painting a Mural, and then by the end of the uh, performance, uh, we kind of split up the mural because it was on this sticky tape, and so we kind of took off the top layer and it revealed a QR code, and then everybody could come closer, take, uh, scan the QR code, and they would go to a landing page where they could claim an NFT just using their email, right? And so we didn't promise any added value. We didn't promise any monetary value. It was just a pure sort of memorabilia, a token for them that they kind of came and participated in the event. And so this is where more and more stuff we think is moving moving towards, where these NFTs are start getting used as in-game achievements of sorts. Like in World of Warcraft and Call of Duty, when you do something, you get an achievement that's also kind of just a picture, a little badge on the screen, right? So the same
0: thing, but just for real life. Um so basically event. you can like boost up the event, your even experience by for example, placing like yep. this time capsules type situation, like that you can place in certain NFTs inside certain physical object. You pop the pop the egg and something opens up and there's a QR code and you add exactly
1: yeah. the landing
0: page we had for the event. The QR code is still live,
1: so you can go on this page that I just signed in the chat and you can see the landing page itself and try to claim it. And so you'll claim, uh, you'll click push claim and then it'll give you a prompt to sign up with your email or an existing MetaMask wallet, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you go for an email, uh, you get get a link to your email, then you click on that link, and now you automatically have an account and a crypto wallet generated for you, and the airdrop happens automatically, right? So it's like a one-click NFT wallet slash airdrop. And we, like, through kind of two projects so far, we managed to onboard around 2,000 people uh, through this way, right? people who never heard anything about NFTs and you know uh kind of thought that it has to cost something and so on. So it's a really cool way to showcase and really bring people onto this stuff. Oh that's
0: that's crazy amount of of engagement you created out of this. I mean that's that's another like selling points for for brands like hey why do like I, I talked to a CTO of, of a big um consumer app. It's a sports app, right? Mm-hmm. You know for like you know practices and stuff like you bump up your, like you just dream at your in your app in your, applica- your, your mob pocket yeah so he said like why should i be investing in nfts and i was like i didn't have a really good way of like breaking down for him but like you know uh the in the attention economy it's always about it, and brand consumer uh, customer relationships all of us finding novel ways To uh, differentiate your brand from others, right? Mm -hmm. That's a game they're playing. If you want to, if we want to admit it or not, that's a game they're playing. Mm -hmm. Good luck. If you want to build an email newsletter, like, you know, and, you know, have some, some people like, no one does that anymore. People are on TikTok, people are on Instagram. Mm -hmm. People are listening to their like uh, favorite content producer on podcasts. You know, just the, the landscape of attention economy has evolved. One of the new ways that you can differentiate yourself is by like exercising these novel ways of creating brands. Yeah,
1: just experimenting, right? And that's, so this was kind of the, uh, it's nice that you mentioned email list because I'll get back to this. But you're completely right that it's a nice way. If you, as a brand, you position it as an experiment. This is something that we had with the first uh, use case, the first case study we did with essentially a brand that just builds audio software. For music studios, right? And they were very cautious. They're like, okay, how do we do this NFT thing? We want to try out a campaign. How much do we sell it for? Like, is it an auction? Is it whatever? And then we kind of convinced them that, hey, like, if we don't promise anyone anything and we just give out these NFTs for free, uh, and all you have to write is, hey, this is an experiment. We, ta- we want to tap into this technology to see what potential it has. You don't promise anything, you just give people a free kind of gift. And so what they did is they, we designed three. Uh, music studios, three imaginary fantasy studios. One was in a jungle, one was in like in a factory. And what people could do is they had to also log in, uh, create an account through email, and then they had to put in their license key of the software that they use, and that would whitelist them to receive one of three NFTs. right? And it was just a little gift, also a way for people who are curious about this stuff, but never had, you know, never knew where, where to start, where to experiment, where they could get their first NFT. So that was that. And the second part about the email segment, uh, email uh, lists, that's essentially what how we kind of see it is if, let's say, with an email list, you as an e- com- e-commerce company, you could break down your customers by first-time buyers, long-term buyers, you know, people who maybe visited your website a lot, but you don't know them sort of personally. And you have certain lists that you can create there and target those people. And that's essentially what we think these NFTs can do as well. If you as a brand, you start using them as a segmentation tool, right? Let's say you have a pop-up event somewhere for a new store. You hand out NFTs to people there, and now you can target each one of those people in a special way going on, you know? Maybe there's um, several branches. That's another project we might uh, work on is where there's this bubble tea uh, house, right? A cafe, and they have six different branches around the town. And here's right. a marketing campaign for you, right? In each of those locations, we'll install an NFC chip uh, that essentially ensures that you can get an NFT only on that place. So it's not a link like the QR code. It's a chip that you have to scan to get the NFT. Right. And then you have a marketing campaign for kids where you encourage them to visit all six locations, you know, get a bubble tea in each one of them. And then for ones who have collected all six, you give them, I don't know, a discount, a free product or whatever, Right. And so it's kind of this activation marketing campaign that suddenly you can just bring people, like incentivize people to go all to your locations or maybe explore new locations, right? So it's just another marketing tool that lets us do things that we couldn't do
0: before. So if someone says, if you're talking to like, you know, um, brand director of Balenciaga, I mean, they're, 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 they're ahead of the game, but let's say, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they are they are behind the game, and they said, "Why should we do this? And why should we not use Web two? Like Web two, we, using Web two, we can all we can all some we can do it. Like I mean, just like a, we could have a separate list for each of these, and like you know, um, why should we uh, invest in new things while we can do like make this campaign a reality with the old stuff that we have? Yeah." Well, so for Balenciaga, I guess... Not the, Balenciaga, just yeah. like a brand, really famous in general, brand. Yeah. How would you answer that?
1: So the way, kind of what I describe now with the, with the six branches, right, and getting an NFT in each one of them, the traditional way you would do it would be mm-hmm. that you'd have this cardboard stamp that maybe you'd go to each one of those places, and each of the places would have a custom stamp. And when you collect six of them, you could go and exchange it for something, right? So first of all, of course, it's a physical item, but it's, you can lose it. You can, like, you know, it's not very foolproof, let's say. And the second part is just how scalable that stuff is, right? Because it's much more scalable, let's say, for McDonald's to put up an NFT in each one of their branches around the world and, Like the stuff that we spoke about last time where they could bring out stories of people who travel around the world and always make sure to check into a McDonald's, like wherever they are. It's much more scalable for them than, let's say, trying to set up like a cardboard operation, you know, all around the world. So and the third part, which I guess for a common consumer wouldn't be as important, but I think it could be important for social proof. Um, and PR mm-hmm. is that the fact that this information is transparent and available, right? That, like, you can see, um, I can send you a link in a sec, uh, as an example, right? Uh, with a landing page, you can go to this link, which is a, a blockchain explorer, a block explorer for Polygon, and you can see exactly how many addresses and how many holders we have, right? So now it's... A That's 824. And suddenly we can use this information as social proof to work with other brands and say, hey, or a brand, when the brand says how successful their campaign was, they can just share this link and the information is right there. Right?
0: So my dear, a follow-up question. This is basically Mm -hmm. in traditional Web2 terminology is your email list. Is there any application that allows to have, to send a message to each of these uh, the hashes and then you know could have a, like a, push them some messages.
1: Yeah, that's what we're building right now. Sort of what we're amazing.
0: To... Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. So what we're trying to go for now. So this was the first stage of it, where the idea was, hey, let's see um, how easy can we make this claim process. Right. It turned out to be very feasible. Uh, yeah. We didn't claim means like creating this image. Okay. yeah. yeah, the yeah, yeah. S- yeah. S- signing up. And so the wallet gets created behind the scenes. And the cool part is if you care about this privacy stuff and security, you can take the wallet and export it because we don't hold the the key phrase, right? The secret recovery phrase. You can just go click on view my wallet and you'll have your wallet in front of you. You can export it and put it into MetaMask or whatever. And so the next stage is. Okay, how can we help brands use this information? So some sort of raffles, you know, building a raffle system, build in perks where, let's say, once people collect six NFTs, they receive a special benefit, that mm-hmm. they can go to the place and retrieve, right? A messaging system. So all of this stuff. And even like from the security point of view, this is even like, it doesn't have to, uh, it's much more safe because all this info is anonymous, right? We don't ask for their names, anything. Is just as a list of emails and if we message them to the addresses then it's completely anonymous right um so that's that's kind of
0: that you work. have do you have to be um blockchain dependent so right now this thing is running on polygon what if you want yeah. uh, to no, brand
1: we we just chose a uh, polygon because uh you know if so here's how air an airdrop would work right we, right. we either have People give us their existing thing addresses, but our goal is to onboard new people. Uh the problem would be if they get if they if we make them create a wallet and we would just hand out free NFTs and tell them, hey, go to this website and mint an NFT, they would need to have some wallet some Matic or some Ethereum in order to pay for the gas fees, right? Um, but we didn't want to make, make them go through the hassle. So we chose Polygon because we pay for the gas fees and they just receive the NFT, right? We just throw it to wow. them. Okay. Right. So
0: all the blockchains that allow for really like low transaction or like zero transaction. Exactly. Be yeah. Favored for the future of brand
1: customer yeah. uh, building. So, 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 so airdropping these 800 NFTs cost us maybe, I don't know, $5 at best or something like that. Right. Whereas on Ethereum, it would cost you
0: $500 or maybe more. That's outrageous. Like yeah. that's, that's not possible. Yeah. Unless, unless you want to push very exclusive NFTs. Right, because like if you want to put, put like, push like Balenciaga level like NFTs or like I don't know Louis Vuitton and this NFT, the type of the blockchain or the blockchain that you want to push becomes a like for example, I could see that for um, uh, a very highly like high luxurious brand wants to push their stuff on layer three of Bitcoin that I heard that they are building basically an Ethereum for uh, uh, for, yeah. for Bitcoin. So they they say, hey, uh, we, our brand is as worth is as valuable as gold, and we want to push our all of our NFT on the digital gold platform of the blockchain. That would be the Bitcoin layer three of <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I sort of believe that it's just
1: this transition period because we got used to right. the fact that hey, um, all the expensive stuff is on Ethereum because Ethereum itself is expensive and transactions are expensive. But if you start thinking in thousands, of in hundreds of thousands of users, then this just kind of introduces extra friction Mm because then you have, then instead of your users paying one cent for a transaction to mint an NFT or transfer it, they have to pay like a dollar or $10, you know? And like, if you're going for the mass market and onboarding as many people as possible, that's going to, you know, just you'll shoot yourself in the foot in this. because And on the other hand, you do have platforms that have very tiny transaction fees like Solana or Flow that are working with big brands, right? Flow is the one working with NFL, NHL, like NBA, creating all those things, uh, working uh, with like these big franchises, right? And creating content for them. Mm-hmm. And so they do it behind the scenes, right? And the transactions are like trivial. Um, if you're asking about kind of the example that I shared with our uh, landing page, Uh, there's the whole magic of it that the signup is the same as would be on any Web2 experience where you all you have to do is just sign up with your Google account if you'd like to. um, And the wallet gets created behind the scenes, right? And you can use it without thinking about it, uh, just using your email. But if at some point you kind of dig deeper into the whole crypto thing and want to hold your own keys, hold your own wallet, you can export it and then kind of take charge of it, right? Because the system also allows you to log in using your existing wallet if you happen to be like, you know, an existing user. So basically the same approach a trading platform we're using. Yeah, kind of. So which wallet? The wallet we're currently using, using it's called, uh, I mean, it's not any proprietary info because like those platforms are out there, so I'm happy to share them. And so people build stuff. So the one we're using right now is called Magic Link, magic.link. Uh, it's nice, uh, but it gets kind of expensive, the more users sign up. So the first thousand users, monthly active users you get, it's free. Then they charge you something like five cents per active user, which is a lot. And then the more users you get, it gets more expensive. And uh, that's kind of silly because usually the bigger your volume, the cheaper it should be. So we're kind of currently in the middle of transitioning to this other platform called Web3 Auth. And they kind of offer the same service, but is just built and executed a bit better. Um, okay, maybe you can describe in chat. So I guess it's a wallet as well, right? So this would one wallet, all NFTs. Sweet. Nice. Uh, so yeah, so another,
0: mm-hmm. another question also, and once we have obtained the, the fir- this first airdrop, we can meet others and can you explain the utility value of this NFT again? Yeah, so
1: once you signed up, you have a wallet tied to your email address and so next time you'll claim something it'll be and you sign up with the same email address it will come to the same wallet so everything like essentially you use your email as a wallet right until a point when you want to split them up which you can freely do and so and utility-wise so this is where kind of it goes into a more of a long-term game and uh, essentially Uh, It's up to the brand, right? So here's a cool example that we might do next summer with a festival is that if like usually music festivals have a lot of uh, attractions around the site, right? Some activities you can do, games you can play. And uh, very often people, there's some people who are really into that stuff. Otherwise, it's usually like some people who got drunk and want to go do some stupid stuff. Um, But what we can set up is a campaign where let's say in each of those activities there's an NFT you can scan for and get it when you complete the activity. And then what the festival does is they set up a campaign for a festival where it says, "Hey, like we're going to have a leaderboard of people who collects the most activities in the quickest amount of time or whatever, um, and then we're going to raffle out free tickets for next year or something like that." Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's nothing extra crazy, right? They they're not promising that you'll earn, you know, <laughs> Earn uh, huge amounts of money or win something huge, but it's just another tool in a, like a, a marketer's toolbox, right? <laughs> something is, like there,
0: that. is there like, so, so basically, like, uh, let's, l- let me zoom in on the, on the concept of wallet. A wallet is basically, um, holds all the NFTs you have. Yeah. Are there, are there wallets out there that allow you to hold NFTs from polygon flow? solano and ethereum yeah i I think the one wallet that was just shared in the chat at least from
1: what i've seen on the landing page it has ethereum near polygon optimism avalanche uh there are wallets like that and so which one is it so the the link with liquidity yeah and so this is also where it starts like finally it starts getting more exciting um, exciting and integrated because mm-hmm. up until like last year so OpenSea was exclusively ethereum and polygon so you could only sell ethereum and polygon nfts on there but once these other marketplaces started popping up for other blockchains they i assume realized that they have to go cross-chain and so today there's nfts on on open from solana from erbitrum from avalanche from like almost a dozen different blockchains right so one way or the other it's going to be cross chain and then all these chains are going to just sort of fight for their slice of the pie. Uh
0: yeah, exactly. It will be and then and then I think I think then these wallets that offer multiple like hold offer this of, of possibility that you can hold multiple NFTs becomes mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. Right? I could see them to become the apple sign in of 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 the Web three world, because basically, if you have a wallet that holds all your NFTs in there, it's a very valuable um, uh, environment for you, and it's it's something that creditors and risk management Mm -hmm. managers of different financial institutions can rely on. So, with that, you can ask for credit. With that, you can potentially log in and log out from different. from your bank or from from anything else, what I'm, what I'm saying is that I think the way i f- I think it should go is that you have one wallet, that wallet allows you to sign in, sign out, log in, log out from different platforms that exactly. you're using, and then mm-hmm. you basically hold all the valuable digital assets that you have in there too yeah, exactly, and so that's what uh,
1: there was news lately, so I don't remember what the guy's name is, but essentially the one who's credited with inventing the internet. Um he's working on his own platform that is just that so he's not a big proponent of uh, I think nfts and blockchains and said something that in the future will have as many blockchains as websites. I don't really see at the moment. That oh that's we, interesting that's an interesting case. Uh, I'd be curious to read more about his thought process, but so my friends and I we talked about it. we didn't really see why uh, would that happen at least for now but uh, what he's building is essentially that so a decentralized kind of uh also, a platform where you could right. use single login everywhere, and that makes sense. You know, you have a single wallet with all the assets, and once you have uh, have it tied to your identity, uh, suddenly you can uh, have diplomas, certifications, your driver's license, credit on
0: it, card, right? yeah, Credit, credit card, you, like yeah, you can you can you, you use to get mortgages.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like one might say that it looks on one side as a slippery slope where, hey, if we go this direction. Um, and all your stuff is tied to one account, it kind of security-wise gets very vulnerable, right? Because the government may hold like all of this information, right, of you. But then again, if it's a decentralized platform uh, where it doesn't belong to a government and nobody can really shut you down, um, then then I guess it kind of helps with that. So we'll see how that turns out because that's a very touchy subject. It's very interesting. How are we going to, you know, balance this stuff between... Uh, user experience right yeah. where it let's say it's the same login for all the websites and kind of security and privacy and all that um so that's that's something that's still up up for a huge debate
0: because like I'm, I'm looking at it from um, um I'm, I'm looking at it from the brand customer relationship building right so mm-hmm. for, um for example if i participate in web submit conference this year I'll get an NFT, right? Um, and you know, like you, you go to a, you go to your favorite coffee shop and they give you one of these, like a, uh, papers that has 10 of these stamps. If you get 10 coffee, you get one for free. Yep. Great. One of the classic way of customer, uh, customer. Uh, engagement, fan, exactly. Yeah, engagement, it's, it works to this day. It's so yep. simple. Like, and like, so this is just a more fun and a digital version to do that. Right? Scalable too. Like you, exactly, that yeah. thing becomes valuable. Yep. I've got this thing from, for example, Nike and Nike or Web Summit. So imagine that, imagine that, like you, you've got this thing from Web Summit. You get, you get your NFT in the first conference. You get, you go to the second one. You get another NFT that is very exclusive wow. to you for mm-hmm. that Web Summit 2023 edition. Then you go to 2024. So what I'm trying to say is that if there was a, a place that you could accumulate all this NFT that you gathered, mm-hmm. then the brand could yep. use that information to give you more benefit in the long run.
1: Exactly. So th- that's about how much data. So it, the more data and the the longer a brand does it, the more valuable it becomes, right? Because now you have You can segment people who came, who bought your products first, uh, who've been longer, the longest with you, who've been to these events and that events. And that goes together with this question, like the latest one. So what's the utility? So in our case, right, there was no utility. It was just like an experiment, a token uh, of whether we can onboard a bunch of people at a conference, right? And it worked. And so utility comes in uh, once sort of, in our case, for the platform, when we develop a feature for, let's say, Raffle right where we'd say hey all the people who have this nft from the conference we will raffle out this amount of products or experiences among them and then you can come get it right Mm -hmm. so another use case is the one we want to do with the bubble tea where you'd go into the platform you'd see that there's six nfts available in the collection and you know that to get each one you have to go to a different branch of this cafe right right and you go you check in you buy something you get that nft the next week you go to another one on the other side of the town and let's say when you collect six of them, we have this information and then the right. brand can give those people, you know, a free meal or an experience or something else. So this is where utility comes in. It's not like a, you know, we're not building it. Um, it's not that we're not building. It's not about, you know, the traditional utility that we got brainwashed with, with hey closed communities, like all the stuff, airdrops, yada, yada. Of course, you can do that. But this is like the tiny little real world utility things. That are actually matter on your, you know, for customer engagement, the stuff where, hey, you did something cool, you get something cool, and so on. Um,
0: yeah. And, and, and another, and there's a quick, uh, question from there. Let's get that one. But just to add to yours, it's like one thing that uh, uh, brand builders and marketers and experienced designers don't consider is that to to design a sticky experience, the component, the element of novelty plays yep. a crucial unavoidable um, pivotal uh, uh, role. You cannot exclude, remove, ignore, mm-hmm. omit novelty. You need to design an experience that hasn't been experienced before. Otherwise, you cannot create <coughs> engagement.
1: Well, you've got to change Uh, to exist like there's a saying in latvian that you got to change to exist in a sense Mm -hmm. because like change is the only constant thing in the world right and so the same for brands right you have to try experiment do new things or you'll just be forgotten in like a mountain of of other things that had existed and decided that you know to stick to their things so that's why nike is pushing this heavy because they see that like it's a new layer of kind of interaction with customers right and so, not just that; it's also targeting the next generation of people, right? We're kind of the ones who grew up with the internet, and we learn. We're learning this Web three stuff right now. We're creating it. The next generation is going to be native with Web three, right? A
0: hundred percent.
1: And so, the brands that kind of embrace it now—they're they're building it with the idea that in ten years, like you know, much bigger population will know what's this about. And just to answer your question quick here. There are two about,
0: questions. Get in there. Yeah.
1: yeah. So recommend, uh, do we recommend that the tokens and FTs on the existing MetaMask wallets be transferred to this one? Uh, no, uh, that's not the idea here. So if you have your stuff on MetaMask, that's the best because you own the wallet, you hold the keys. It's the safest way to do it. Uh, what this wallet does, it's the other way around. It's not a way to like, it's not a place to move your assets. it's a place to get onboarded into the space, right? So it's meant for people who have no clue how to create a wallet, who've heard about crypto, maybe they're curious about NFTs, but they don't have friends who can tell them about it. They've never got into it. But there's an opportunity now at an event or somewhere else to get an NFT just by signing up with an email. And so the idea is that they sign up, they get the NFT, maybe they get a bit more curious, they read about it, then they find out about MetaMask and then they can take this wallet and then transfer it to the MetaMask. So it's kind of the first little step into this whole um, thing. So
0: basically, you're going to become the middleman between uh, full accountability of your assets. So it, I mean, basically, what that's what trading platforms are doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of in a sense. Yeah. So here is just yeah, th- there's no trading. It's just uh, what this service does. The Magic Link in Web3Auth is just authorization. It's what Google offers. You know, when you go to a new service and you click sign up, and there's this pop-up with your email sign up. Uh, that's exactly what it is it's just an authentication service but it just happens to also generate your crypto wallet when you use it right um, that's the idea
0: Vera are also as i don't know if I, if we get if we have gotten that and questions but back to the minted nfts for campaigns once mm-hmm. the consumers are holding the asset aka nft what can they do afterward with it i think um to to shortly answer this, you can jump on this as well, is first, you can offer, like, think about a variety of low hanging fruits, uh, rewards. Hey, um, go to these six different places, get the NFT, and you get a really good um, reward in terms of a free item or a heavily discounted you know, product or what have you. That's a, that's a low-hanging fruit that your brand can aim at. But the, the game here is the long-term game you want to play. Nike is playing long term. Like brand, big brands are not only designing and selling for the current generation, also designing for the future generations. They're experimenting what works for the future generation. So, and then back to the data on AI, like, you know, everyone talks about AI. AI, we need to have a big database. Same with Web3 and crypto. You don't know what is possible six months, a year down the road. You want to accumulate as much as possible in terms of data from your customers, from your fans. So when the new technology that pops in and allow you to do really incredible things, you don't have data set problem.
1: Yep, exactly. And uh, another example. So this is not about onboarding, but so there's a, an aviation company. It's called Air Baltic. Right And uh, we're kind of friends with them when we started to work with them as well. What they did is launch. So before I tell the example, it's important to understand that it's kind of hard to come up with utility for new brands. Let's say you just open up a new business, uh, right? You don't have any product experience of selling, right? you don't have you don't have a catalog of things that you've done, and you can't really promise people a lot of utility. Right. So it's kind of hard. But so the idea is that older brand you are, the more assets you have, the more you've been in the industry, the more utility you can offer. And for exactly. example, this aviation company, what they did is they uh sold, they created an NFT collection. They actually sold it for I think it was like a hundred dollars per piece. But what the idea was, is that each NFT you buy, it's like an NFT of a plane uh-huh. uh, for two years. Uh, I think it was for two years, every day you can stake it and it generates you air club points, right? A lot of these aviation companies have these club points uh, or flight points that when you fly, you get a bunch of these points that you can later use for new flights, right? And so what they did uh-huh. here is they sold these NFTs and they already had an existing legacy system of all these points that they could plug into and just say, oh, awesome. hey, our NFTs are going to generate these points every day they're going to generate 20 or 50 points and once you collect 200 or 2000 you get get an upgrade for your flight or you can get a lounge access or you can get a free meal or a free ticket if you collect enough right
0: if you um if you were this uh, what is the flight and miles and the 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 flight system that is very famous forgot yeah something um, miles uh what was it folks um yeah something miles if they if they approach you and say, hey, how can we enter the world of NFT? How would you, like, you know, just like quick brainstorming, how would yeah. you approach it? So this is the first example I just, I just gave. Yeah. It would be the most obvious
1: one, right? Just yeah. take your existing system, put it on top of NFTs. And because, like, the reasoning for them was that, so, hey, people who, uh, what was it? The people who have the most points collected in their system, they are not often the people who fly exclusively with their company. They're just people who travel a lot in general, right? And essentially, just because their job dictates that they have to like travel around and they happen to pick the airline 50% of the time, that's why they have a lot of points. But maybe there's a person who doesn't travel as much, but every time they travel, they pick that airline, right? Who's a more committed customer, right? Okay. And so this is why they created this NFT. So people who are the most committed ones could generate these points at the same rate as people who just happen to travel more often, right? So through these NFTs, they could bring up out of the water their most
0: committed customers in a sense, right?
1: Even if they travel don't travel as much as the other people.
0: Got it. Got it. For example, if, if you are getting a, a flight from, from one of these, like a... Flight aggregator uh, that they bought the tickets and then be, because you bought from the sa- um, from exactly. there because it was cheaper you get some uh, miles. But for the for the loyal customer that goes to your website, for example, exactly yes to buy the ticket over there, you give them an NFT and if NF- that NFT over time offer you certain unlock yeah. certain things depending on the brand strategy.
1: Exactly another example that we're discussing now with the same companies. Let's say they, there's a few airports around the world where they have a base, right? Or uh, that's number one example, and then I'll mention another one. So let's say they have a base in Paris in a few cities where they can get a billboard in the airport, right? They can pay some money, they can get a billboard, and then they can launch a campaign and say, hey, here's 10 destinations. If you fly, if you fly to all of them during the next, whatever, five years, um and in each of those airports, you can collect an NFT, right? That's tied to that city. Once you collect 10 of them, you get three free trips to other destinations or whatever. So this is where you, again, you thats uh, That's cool. uh incentiv- cool. incentivize people to experiment, to try new things and like go to different directions, don't to different places, right? And th- sorry, I'll just add real quick, like another example here, like that stuff can be quite expensive to rent those billboards because another thing that let's say, We're speaking about is integrating these NFTs into the, you know, these booklets that you get on the flight where you have the journal. And let's say if you kind of go through the pages on one of the pages, there is like an an NFC sticker, which is this near field chip that you guys might have on your keys when you open the door. Right. You can claim an NFT through that chip. And let's say there's one chip in an airplane. Right. And so you fly to different destinations. You collect those destinations. It's something that you can flex with. Right. First of all, and second of all, it's something that brands
0: can use to kind of reward you, right, and make cool PR stories. I heard about those NF- NF- what we call NFC, the near field chips. Yeah. So, for example, you are like taking this like wild trip into the into the depth of Amazonia, and there is a chip over there. Bam, bang. <laughs> exactly. Like you know, hey, there is a something unlocked for you for this brand. I'm so, wow.
1: Yeah. So that, that's kind of, you know, that's, and
0: that's just what we've come
1: up with during like last half, half a year. Right. And there was a good example that we kind of spoke about in the conference where essentially most of the stuff that people associate NFTs with currently is like these pictures of monkeys or dig butts or whatever. Oh, no. Right. That was a and, big robbery. Right. And the, the thing is that like, it's fine. Like there was a time and place for those things and maybe still will be, um, But a good way to maybe look at it is, in our opinion, is to compare it to the early websites, right? Your websites in the 90s, all it was is just some text and some images and you couldn't do anything with it. You didn't have any utility. And now 20 years, 30 years forward, the whole kind of financial system, all world is just built on top of platforms on the internet, right? It's not just static websites. So you have Spotify, you have all these different industries that use internet. And uh, like... A thing maybe to take away from this is that imagine if this stuff took internet 30 years um, to complete, to get to this level. Now, when we're building it, NFTs, right, we're building it on shoulders of giants. So it might take just five years to get to the same adoption
0: rate. Yes. And then, you know, another thing that, you know, to add to this is like the whole blockchain. Like, I mean, people talk about blockchain, 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 but Bitcoin is the blockchain. There is there is no blo- like in, in, in truest form, blockchain came with Bitcoin, right? And the, one, of the, one of the biggest problems that Bitcoin wanted was a couple of things: double spend was one of these. Uh, what do we, it had to solve the double spend. But the, one of the biggest problem was privacy. One of the, Bitcoin, one, of the uh, one of the biggest problems was like, okay, how can we run a financial system that is not dependent on a central system? Mm-hmm. so that's the biggest that's why maybe the space is not scaling as fast as we want it because at every given point, if we want to go faster, if we want to allow for faster transactions, cheaper transactions, we might have to compromise the other end, which would be privacy and independency right so exactly, this yeah. th- this this thing needs to go in balance, and I'm not actually. I think it's great that we are taking this time to just evolve and like, come up with really good solution because otherwise we will stuck with really crappy solution that won't scale. Mm-hmm. And for all the folks in the, in the audience, maybe they're like, we bought some bad NFTs and their, their values crash from like, I don't know, a thousand to now to 10 euros. Are they coming back? It's very, like, I would say, like, think about it, like, you know, crypto space itself has crashed. Bitcoin went from 20k to 3,000 euros. Well, I mean, the then whole b- stock market has sort of crashed, right? Yeah, and- exactly. And then from, from 3,000 euros went to the 80,000 euros. So people people would laugh at me at 2000, uh, 2019 and they'd say, hey, forget Bitcoin. Bitcoin's done. But would they go... <laughs> so the same thing is happening to Bitcoin. It went to the 16,000. It's going to probably go below 10k. So pretty be prepared folks is going to happen because there is no for the next six months. I don't think there's a way out of this global recession. Is it going to go back to past seventies, 80 K most likely, but not, not to next year, not two years, maybe in two, three years, right? Yeah. Same thing with the other legacy NFTs, like these monkeys and stuff. They are going to stay because they are going to represent a very, uh, Historical part of the web development or uh, or internet, yeah. so it's become a leg- legacy that become a point of desire. It's like become the same thing that you have a painting of a, a Van Gogh or Andy Warhol. It becomes it would have the same value of them, but it would when do when do they go back to their original price?
1: God knows. Yeah, nobody they, knows. And and the thing is, uh you know, you have to filter the noise because it's very. So if any like if anything, uh, probably the next half a year is the best time to get an NFT because you have you can see what projects mm-hmm. have survived because most of them, who have raised capital with NFTs, have run out of that capital, and that means that only the ones who manage to monetize and create a business model around it and push it forward, only those are going to survive. And that's like since why. the prices are so down, like that's a good time to kind of just you know research the stuff at least look into it because this is um. Like an example, I also kind of laughed about with my friends, because that's been the case during the last bull run as well in like 2018, that when this type stuff is at the top, um, people will come to you and say, hey, man, like, where should I invest? Why didn't you um, tell me to invest earlier? Or why didn't you convince me? Because it wasn't your job to convince anyone. Maybe you shared it, but people thought it's shit. Right. And then they say, oh, damn, I should buy it. Right. And then it all crashes. And they. And then when it crashes, you tell them, "Hey, buy it now," and nobody does because they think it's done, right? And the next cycle come around, they're gonna come to you and say, "Man, I was so stupid. Why didn't I fucking
0: get it, right?" Yeah, no, I mean I, exactly same conversation I have with, with my friends. Was like, I'm like, "Do I?" Because all of them are like, "Bitcoin upsets, Ethereum obsessed, Solana upsets." Are you guys buying? Was like, no, no, we are not buying. Was like, that's <laughs> the right time to buy. You have to buy now. It's like what? It's like no that's the right time to buy. So why, why are you talking about it's like This is the roller coaster. It goes down, goes up. Same thing mm-hmm. happened. Went from 20 to three, then went all the back to, to it went all, to open a new field, to 70K, now it's going back to 10K, 9K, it's going to go back up. So actually, it's a really good point. All those NFTs that you wanted to buy and you couldn't buy, Think, think about it. Research, do your research and see if you can because like right now, like you know, these these monkeys are now like at like one tenth, one tenth of the price. Yeah, so like. a lot because the
1: the thing is, it, the price didn't just fall in like Ethereum because also Ethereum fell, right? Mm-hmm. And so in dollar value, the prices are like they they are like maybe twenty percent of what they used to be. But that's the thing. Like there's a lot of these projects that you can just go through whatever OpenSea, look at the top projects, go through them, see which one you can afford, and then reach like go into their community, see if anything's happening. Because if stuff is happening, it means that they have managed to go through this, or at least so far they're managing to go through the bear market. They're trying to launch something, build products, right? And those are the teams that you want to invest in that kind of already spent their first million dollars that they got with the NFTs and now managing to get by some, like in other ways, right? And still provide value. So, but that's like on the speculation side. And like, again, these are two different worlds. Uh, how so we look at them, there's going to be like this speculative investment world one way or the other. But NFTs are much, much more than that, right? And 100%. not just as a marketing tool. What I mentioned before about the licenses, right? We spoke about it last time briefly. There's this concept of soul, soul bound NFTs. And the idea is that the, you can receive this NFT from, let's say, a, uh, an organization or a person or like it can get generated, but you cannot physically transfer it to anyone else because it just is coded that way that is tied to the account that has been sent you on the first time. And with this kind of concept, you can start applying you know, driver's licenses, certifications, diplomas, university diplomas, you know, and there's no way to fake them. And it's just That's a safer huge. way to do that stuff, right? It's got soul estate. bound. Soul bound, yeah. Mm-hmm. Real estate, imagine like instead of going to three different places yeah. and getting it signed by the notary, going to the bank, doing all this crap, you just have to push one button because you know the system proves that the own ownership transfer has happened, right? And it just makes, it doesn't, like, NFTs and Web3 isn't going to solve, like, all of the, you know, problems in the world.
0: But it might help make a few things a bit more effective, right? A hundred percent. And, like, you know, it now because in, in the Western world, we don't have this kind of luxury of identity crisis. The identity is approved by the government, right? Yeah. But like, now think about people, folks in Iran, people in folks in like, uh, in, in somewhere in Africa. I don't, I'm not knowledgeable about the African confi- continent, so I, I cannot really like randomly throw a name, but one of the de- deprived places in Africa, I, the, 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 the issue of financial inclusion is fucking real, is hurtfully real. So if you can offer a soul-bound NFD and that somewhat is approved by certain governments in the in, in Western world, that allows you to include yourself and family into fine global financial system. I really yeah. cannot put it in words how huge this could become.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If, when it, not if, but when it comes to that level, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just, it makes sense. Like if we live on this, like single planet, it kind of makes sense, like to give this opportunity to the people. But again, you know, it's, it's, it's probably quite far away. Um, right. we have much more to explore and much more convincing to do. But you know, the math, the code is there and it can do all these things. It's just a matter of kind of convincing everyone around the world that is the way to go.
0: Folks, uh, uh, Arthur Folks would like to uh, stay in touch with you on yeah. LinkedIn. Hey, um, you now know why this guy is here. Why I'm talking to this guy because he knows his shit. He's adding on LinkedIn. Yeah, here's here my are, LinkedIn profile. If you're
1: if People you're
0: like, are having like yeah. if you would like to look into uh, brand the branding side of things that are like coming up with exciting project for your brand and like make your customer experience sticky, talk to this guy. Um. Lastly, Arthur, like just a bit, like on the sur- on the on the surface level, that we are are getting near with the proof of concept of the project. Mm-hmm. So I'm still- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, they, the art side of things first. So mm-hmm. that's the first first step of the first step of the proof of concept. So um, I, we wanted to generate it at scale. So yeah. that's a bit. Awesome. That's a bit. That's a big problem. Tricky. I guess, yeah, tricky. Like, uh, I have spent so far about 4000 Wow. To, yeah, yeah. For That's the s- prototype. For yeah. the prototype to get it done. It's still, like, ongoing. But we're getting closer. Because, like, it, if I want to get out and, like, talk to real, real businesses with this, it needs to be the, 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 the proof of yeah,
1: Makes sense. Like, we're not in the wallet space. But, you know, like, there's hmm. one thing is the wallet. And another thing is authentication. Right. And they kind of go hand in hand and just these guys, like the way they position their services, hey, let's help brands and products and events um onboard people into Web3. Right. That's the main thing, because the sooner we can get the first billion people, their kind of Ethereum wallet, the sooner we can get all the stuff rolling and get people curious and kind of percent, you know, all, all the rest. I mean, right. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. there
0: are wallets wallet, VAS is huge, and we are potentially interested in looking into this. This is, uh, Arthur, this is becoming such a great uh, a program in our podcast, this Touching Base on FD. And always, it's a pleasure having you. I know it's getting late. Thanks a lot, folks. Yep. Ciao, bye bye. Yeah,
1: see you next time.